We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fam. Time to get to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Check him out, betql.com. Let's talk to our friend, Mr. Pete Haley. Peter. Peter, how do you do, buddy? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you, as always, for having me on your show, and I, and I mean that sincerely. I know it's a great show, and I'm an honored guest, and uh, I'll stop kissing your butts now and I'll wait for the questions. Okay, so uh, do you think we should go get Lamar? No, I'm joking. That's a joke. <laughs> ask him. I'm curious what he'll say. So, we no, had a, a, no, a lot I, of Lamar let, let's, talk. Let's ask, let's ask a real quarterback question. You look at it, they're saying that Sam Howell is going to have every chance to become the starter. And you know that they're going to have to have extra quarterbacks on the roster. Are you into the bringing Taylor back, or you think they should get other backups and move on from that? Because I just – I still – listen, I like Taylor, but I think Taylor is going to always have a fraction going for him and a fraction going to be going for the other team, but you're going to always have that separation from fans and players and the like. It's a very uh, complicated discussion for a – a position that has become more and more important and for a guy who is really beloved here. And I'm one of those people who loves Taylor Heineke, the guy, I understand he's not the best quarterback, but I don't really think the fact that he is a faction of fans behind him should influence the decision one way or the other. It should matter more. So if he has to play, can he help you win? And he's shown that to a decent degree, certainly better than most of the backups in the league. So if Taylor can come back in a reasonable price, I think it's definitely worth doing. Now he's not going to be with Scott Turner, and knowing Scott Turner's offense was always one of the feathers in his cap, so he's going to have to prove that he can exist outside of the Turner scheme. However, Heineke for 5 or $6 million I think is better than a Dalton or a Mariota who might cost 8 or 9 and I think for me it really just comes down to cost. I don't think this team should be spending much on quarterback. They aren't doing it with Hal, and there's not much – uh, motivation or reason for them to do so on the backup. So whoever's cheapest, Heineke, Mariota, Tyrod, any of those guys are on the same plane. Get the guy who makes the most financial sense and bring him in here to play, compete, whatever with Sam Howell. But Taylor's fan base, I don't think, should impact this. But, I should, I should. Right, but you say whatever's cheaper. Is it your money all of a sudden? Like, why do you care about, like, do you think they're going to spend it elsewhere? I don't really care. It's certainly not my money. Uh, I have way less money than what they have, and I don't care how they spend it. But if you can save a couple million and, and get another linebacker or uh, tack that on to Cam Curl's deal, I think it's worth it. But, yeah, I, I just I, I don't really care necessarily that they – I don't think they need to splurge, obviously, on a backup. So take the guy. I think all the players we always kick around are in the same exact class. They can play okay for two to three games. Maybe they can pinch hit for five games or so. But the more they play, the less you want to see them. 
Heineke fits in that. He's got a great uh, support supporting system, kind of like a Gardner Minshew type, but you don't want to see him too much. So just take the cheapest one, and, and maybe you can spend it on a new tight end, a new cam curl deal, et cetera. But see, this is where I, I go with that. You know, you, you make that comment about he, he can help you win. Yes, he's helped you win for two years, but guess what? Every year, after every one of those years, they always talk about they had to get a quarterback. They had to get somebody the better. They didn't have to get him. And then now, all of a sudden, he's the guy? I just feel eventually you find out what somebody is. And they don't think he can take them to the playoffs and win games. You know, everybody, we lost the game when we went to the playoffs. And people were going crazy over that. But ultimately, the the coaching staff does not feel he's the guy to get you there. Why keep right, bringing him he, back? Why would you he, keep bringing that back? They're not bringing him back to be the guy. They're bringing him back to back up the guy that they hope they have in Sam Howell. They're not going to sign Heineke and expect to win 10 games. That's not the point of So my whole thing is I'm going to have I'm, I'm going to have the pull and the, the pressure because whenever something goes wrong with Sam, which will happen because he's a young guy, and then people start calling, which I will go away from Heineke and start moving on because if he can't win me 10 games, if I feel another backup, I think could feel me, whether he can or not. If I think he can, I go with the guy I think could give me 10 wins, not the guy I think can't. Well, I think if you did a list of backup quarterbacks, and maybe this can be your guy's segment for like the 1 o'clock hour, go through and rank the backups, that sounds not that fun, but it could be kind of compelling. I think Heineke's in the top five, so why wouldn't you want one of the better backup quarterbacks to play backup quarterback for your team? All right, all right, and, all right, all right relax, go ahead. relax. You're getting, getting all fired up. Um, <laughs> I think... Beamich started it. Ron couldn't wait to bench Taylor Heineke, and this team was winning games. If you're Taylor, do you want to come back? Yeah, if somebody else not offering. He couldn't wait to bench him. <laughs> yeah, it it comes that's a that's the more that's the less discussed side of this. It's a two way street and Heineke might feel very insulted. I mean he went on the Pat McAfee show a month or two ago and talks about how the benching really affected him going to Carson Wentz for that Browns game. Um, so I guess it comes down to how much Taylor feels invested in the guys in the locker room versus how invested he feels in Ron and, and losing Scott. I don't know how great their relationship was last year, but Scott was the guy who initiated bringing Taylor back into the league. So I'm sure there's a certain level of trust there. So it comes down to Taylor. Do I love being around Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and these guys who love me back? And is that enough to override whatever hard feelings I have with Ron? I think months and months of an off season can smooth things over, but I certainly believe Taylor should go out and look around and, go to the highest bidder, and maybe he thinks there's a better situation like going back to Carolina to compete with whoever they have in Frank Reich's uh, area Scott? maybe mentoring a rookie. Scott's in Las Vegas. Oh, hell, he might want to try to go that. to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas sounds amazing. That sounds way better than Ashburn and dealing with all the crap that's here. Especially so I wouldn't Vegas, blame Taylor in the least. Vegas, you're competing with maybe Jared Stidham. Maybe they draft somebody. Uh, I don't know. I think – I, I do not I, I do think there is a certain level of these guys can all run an offense with the same efficiency. I, I think I, I I I might put Dalton a little bit ahead of this, honestly. And I get that he's gonna be turning thirty six, but Dalton's numbers last year with the Saints were pretty good. Um completed like sixty seven percent of his passes, eighteen touchdowns against nine picks. Didn't didn't have the same fumbles. Um, QB rating wasn't great, but I, I think Dalton. I don't know that having an actual veteran around hurts Howell, and you got to make sure that 
Dalton's in the right space for this, like headspace. And I think there were some conflicting reports if he was ready for that um, two years ago in Chicago. I just, I don't know who the right guy is, but I think you'd like, if they're actually committed to this, and I believe they are, you'd like the right guy almost ahead of the right contract or or player. And and I don't know that if it works out like that, that'll be the greatest thing could happen. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know who that guy is because of the actual veterans that that appear to be on the market. Uh, Flacco, right? Like you can't be bringing Joe Flacco in here, but maybe a dude like Jimmy G. I think they like Jimmy G a lot and would go after Jimmy G. I think that's a price tag question, but. Andy Dalton cost three mil last year. How much do you think he's going to cost this year? Like, I mean, to, to think that it's about money, I'm not sure it will be. Um, I, I just, I don't know. But the, if the entire focus is on Howell's development, I think the other guy has to be based on Howell's development. Yeah, or and this would be very risky, especially for Ron, because you want that security blanket in case Howell really stinks, and then Ron goes into I need to preserve my job mode, but. They're not going to be able to draft a quarterback in the first round, but maybe try a, a third or a fourth or a fifth rounder, and then you just kind of give Howell the first couple starts, see how it's going, and if he's ascending, great. And if not, then you have another young guy you can throw him in there and see what you got. You almost double your chances of finding at least a viable league average starter. It's not like you can you know, bank on finding the next Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins in those middle rounds, and I don't think this is on the table at all, but just building a team – in my shoes, I think it'd be a little bit interesting to see them just risk it on another rookie. You have two guys, and then maybe one of them proves to be okay, whether it's Hal or the other guy. But again, uh, whoever they bring in, if you see more of him than Hal, then 2023 is a failure. Ron's gone. The enemy's not doing so hot, and we're all uh, very angry. And then looking at the top of the mock drafts for next year, anyway. Yeah, I'm looking. At, I, I'm thinking a younger, a younger quarterback might be the, the case too. If they are so hell bent on on Hal being the guy, okay. And if Howe was to build off of what he did in the game against Dallas, okay. But what if that other guy comes in and he's a lot better than what you think? So you got two guys at the top of the game pushing each other. I think you get a better team out of that. Yeah, I think I think that may be like a Charlie Casterly model. I've heard him say it. Or sure, other GMs think it. It's draft quarterbacks all the time, uh, especially cheaper later ones. If they suck, see ya. If they're okay, then you can maybe trade him. He shows something in the preseason or in a couple spot starts. You trade him when he's on a cheap deal, and you can intrigue somebody else. And if he's better than okay, then, look, you stumbled into a quarterback that you can build around, and you keep the cycle going. JP has long instilled that the most valuable thing in the NFL is a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you keep starting that uh, timer over and over again. It could be pretty appealing. So maybe that's something for the next coach to consider. Again, I don't think Ron has the leeway to – uh, wait for two young guys to figure it out. So that will tick him towards a Dalton or a Tyrod, someone who he can just at least keep the ship afloat with. Uh, but Howell is definitely the priority, and I'm excited to see him. But I'm also not going to be shocked if this completely blows up because he is a guy who has played in one game and who they didn't want to start at all until the game didn't matter at all at the end of the year last who, year. Who was the quarterback that left him with the Philly? Uh, was that Sudfeld? Sudfeld. And everybody thought how great he was until he got on the football field. And I think JB's right in that sense where the young quarterback that comes in and shows you a little bit, oh, bro, he's the next best thing until yeah. he gets more than one game in a row. So let me read it, it this. Almost, and, and 
I think at least Brian and I agree that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. Belichick was drafting a new quarterback every couple of years. Oh, yeah. To the point where it really pissed Tom off, and you saw the Garoppolo trade and various other players. Um, but I, I talked with somebody at the Combine that was formerly in the Seahawks front office and, and has bounced around the league now, um, that throughout the Russ Wilson era, they were always still trying to get better at quarterback. And I couldn't help but notice this from Mike Garofolo this morning. Um Pete Carroll said the Seahawks are totally connected to the quarterbacks in this year's draft, especially since Seattle's in the rare spot of drafting number five overall. Seahawks are usually pretty good. They don't draft that high. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith's new contract rewards him for, for his comeback season, but doesn't close the door on Seattle taking a quarterback high at all. They just paid Geno three years, $75 million, fully guaranteed 40 mil of it, and they're still thinking about quarterback. Hell, yeah, the commander should still be thinking about quarterback. Yeah. You should think about yeah. quarterback until you have they gave Pat Gino Mahomes. Basically, a two-year, forty million dollar contract. Correct. Which is on the market when it comes yeah, to the, a starting quarterback. So they're smart. The more, the <laughs> they more, gave, they gave him more money. He's happy, but guess what? They are nowhere close to breaking the bank. Yeah, Brian will want to hit me over the head for the fiftieth time in my life when I say this. But the more I've covered the sport, I've come to realize: draft in the trenches, and then. Keep looking for that quarterback over and over again. All the other stuff you can find in free agency, find in the trade market, maybe get lucky, but stock up the offensive line so when guys get injured, your whole season doesn't go down the drain, and keep searching for that quarterback. Draft one in the fourth or fifth round every year who has an interesting tool, and maybe he clicks with your OC, and he has a maturation process that really pans out. And Sure, I'll keep reiterating. I hope that Ron's thinking about it. I don't know that he will because I think he likes drafting seniors who are ready to play right away. At uh, various spots, look at the draft class last year. I think that will be his focus. But, sure, draft some dude out of Eastern Washington in the sixth round, and maybe he can become something. It's, it can't hurt. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears. Talking with Pete Haley, Washington Football Talk podcast. Where are you at on the sales stuff? Where, where do you think the world is going? It's going towards sale. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely – I'm a little tired of it, and I'm sure a lot of people are just because of – how it's it's not stalled because I'm sure things are happening behind the scenes. We're getting tons of stories on both sides about how it's going towards this guy. Oh, wait, no, Dan's not going to do it. Okay, now Dan's in huge trouble. So it's been interesting to follow, but I'm, I'm ready for the conclusion. However, I will uh, reiterate that people who maybe are in the same boat with me, that it's taken Dan 20 years to run this franchise into the ground, so having to wait a couple more months for it to come to an end is definitely worth it. Uh, I don't know if it will happen by the March meetings because we're in March and those meetings are approaching rather rapidly. So maybe it's more in the summer, but I bet it happens before this team is on the field for training camp. And I think it's going to, I know JP thinks it's going to be Josh Harris and JP is very well sourced and has talked to a lot of folks. I just think Jeff Bezos can't be ruled out one because of his giant, enormous pockets. And two, just because I think that makes the league, pop a little bit more overall and there might be some motivation from Goodell or other owners to get Bezos in there because it raises the price of that team and hence raises the price of all the other teams so I think sale will happen before training camp and I'm going to put my chips on Jeff Bezos bringing his uh his wealth and his cachet to Washington what if just getting all those guys together when this meeting come up now they're all in the same room they haven't all been in the same room just yet uh, as of late they all get in the same room. Things may move a lot quicker than we think. Yeah, and we saw that last year when Ursay all of a sudden just started talking about how there's merit to push Dan to sell. That was pretty surprising. And 
Yeah, you're right. Like when you get in the room and, and you're in a group and somebody says, hey, I kind of hate this Dan Snyder guy, and it passes down the, the mahogany table where everybody's smoking cigars and drinking expensive whiskey, then everybody's kind of like, you know what, I hate that guy too, and we need to get this going, and we're all here right now. This is the only time we'll be together for a while. Let's really start muscling him out. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out that it could really accelerate, um, but I think just with all these investigations, both uh, from legal bodies and the Mary Jo White investigation and how Dan really seems to be uh, bearing down for his one last stand, uh, it, it would really – it wouldn't shock me, but it would be surprising if – this time in a couple of weeks, we're talking about Bezos or Josh Harris. So I, again, I think it'll be in the summer more so than March. But Ryan, you're right. Guys can uh, can can if Jerry Jones or some other powerful owner starts talking, I bet a lot of other guys will be happy to listen and just end this saga once and for all. It's funny that we all, I, I believe we all agree that most of what we're hearing is incorrect and kind of nonsense. But we all also believe that Dan Snyder's bearing down for his one last stand when he wasn't even at a game in the last month of the season, hasn't been at meetings. It's entirely possible. In London. He, it's entirely possible. He's not making a last stand. Yeah. And this is just the machinations of a it's, multi-billion it's, dollar it's the legalities deal. and right. lawyers speak and stuff like that. Sure. As you go down the stretch, because you want to make sure you go out and hold some level of, uh, of your pride. Sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Um, he's, he's prideful and we've never covered an ownership sale before. So I, I don't have any, point of reference to really refer back to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a very unique situation, definitely. Brian does. He's lived it. Um, yeah, I have not. All right. Uh, last thing. I'll let Pete answer. I'll let B answer first because Pete and Brian have different feelings on the clearly the key player in this proposed transaction. This is via James Schneider. Two firsts, half of the cafeteria, Chase Young and Troy Apke plus Lamar gets a seven and a half percent ownership stake. Would you make that deal? No. You wouldn't make it? <laughs> I'm not giving no player no ownership stake. I thought you would make it and Pete would say no because he's First, an Apke. I'm guy. not giving nobody an ownership stake. And Apke, I don't think the Ravens would want him. You don't think? No. I think I think offering the cafeteria is a bad idea because we just heard about how the food at the park Listen, man, is the worst thing ever. So don't give you, him the cafeteria. Give him like an Uber Eats gift card. You instead. give a player, I know this for a fact, you give a player ownership stake, you just messed up your team. I don't think they're actually doing that. Yeah, I know. Especially considering we don't know who the owner's going to be if, in the next few if, months. If I were to get 7% ownership stake and the coach say, hey, I want, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who are you yelling at? Remember, I am your owner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Pete. Thanks, guys. See right, you later. <laughs> now, before we give up any more ownership <laughs> stakes, apparently there's a debate if Jeff Walker is the best driver among all the producers in this station. My contention, I think he might be the best getaway driver. If I was in a tight, <laughs> if I was in a tight spot, I might lean on Jeff. Now's not the time, Jeff. We'll debate it. Uh, I'd also like to have a serious conversation about microwave etiquette in this building. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.